A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily. Some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We're joined by uh, an incredible bloke who's who's basically run a marathon in every country in the world. I know, amazing guy. Nick Butter, you'll hear from him. And Simon Brogkin, the comedian, as himself. That's right, he was on good form. He came in and a bit of stuff from us as well. Here it all is. Eight minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Yes, good afternoon, Paul. I did watch the second half of that game. I picked the wrong half, really. Yeah. Um, well, they were better second half, England. Were they? <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. They, they wasn't, I, I watched uh, watched a, a bit of it. It was um, mm. conceding two goals to the Czech Republic. Not great. Not good there. there. Part-timers, aren't they? It was very Christmassy scene, though. Very snowy. and. Yeah. Uh, but I just think it's... I think with women's football, it's quite... It's going to get better it's going to improve in this sense but you do get these patches where you get like a very good the same as we found in the summer technically good you know great to watch and then suddenly it's technically completely inept you know and mm. look like they've never even played but to be honest there's quite a lot of men's football like that no, I suppose well. there is yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah I suppose so I've but, seen plenty of technically inept uh, men's football over the years so I, I did enjoy some nice swearing from Rachel Daly who caught at the end there it's quite huge yeah. short, well that's the think. thing when there's no one in the ground there's only a couple of hundred there the weather mm. was terrible wasn't it so and you could hear most of the things the players were shouting but just some odd things I mean Casey Sturdy was pretty critical of the way England played which mm. I mean, obviously she knows a lot more about it than I do and and she made the point I could see Jill Scott look like she was struggling she looked tired and he didn't sub her and I, th- and I thought that was a bit of an odd move as well yeah. but there you go uh, look they'll, they'll carry on and you know the, the Olympics will be very important for him if they don't have a good Olympics then it will be difficult yeah yeah we shall see now uh, um, what else have we got now? We've got um, what else? I mean, what did you watch in the absence of that, apart from women's football? Did oh, you normally, because if there's no football on, you have to find alternatives. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a neighbour's marathon was it? One or? of Ali Ross's picks at the moment is this Japanese uh, English co-production called Jiro Haji. Have you seen it? It's no, good. I've really not, not seen it. Yeah, it's good. That's good. Um, neighbours, I watched of course. Oh yeah, of course you did. And yeah, a new yeah. neighbours spin-off, Erinsborough High. Oh come <laughs> on, that's for the kids, surely, isn't <laughs> it? it? Is. That's but kid. You're watching kids telly. I like a bit of kids telly. Did. <laughs> Erinsborough High is a kind of spin-off just focusing on the, the school in the area, yes, is that right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. And what, so, well, that's, that's a, is it any good? Yes, it's all right. It's not as good as the real thing. But, well, you know, OK, you're well, it's not, you're not the target audience, big, are you? Big news from uh, Max Rushton, though, on Twitter today, that yeah. uh, Carl and Susan's house in Neighbours wow. is actually for sale, the real house. 
Is he going to buy it? Well, I think they're, they're thinking of crowdfunding to yeah. buy it and preserve it. It's quite weird because when I went over there, they um, obviously they've got the studios where they make the show, mm. but they've also got the kind of Ramsey... It was a bit like when, when Brookside was on. They've got the Ramsey Street equivalent. Mm. And it is just a suburban street. And and they, they just... And so people are living in the streets on yeah. either side, no, effectively. No, and yeah. they just use the houses down there because we went past and they're filming most of the time. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, do you see that... Um, Neighbours there. Granite Jacker, Milan, want to sign him. And it's it's down to Ivan Gazidis who bought him for Arsenal. Plum, you'd want to sign him twice. <laughs> it's not good, is it, really? Yeah. Surely, having signed him once, has he been a complete? Well, has he been a complete flop? He hasn't been a massive success. No, I'm not sure I'd sign him. He cost again. a lot of money. I'm surprised how yeah. much he cost Arsenal when it came mm. down to it. An awful lot of money. And now, apparently, I'm reading today. The FA want to get involved and find Sterling. Yeah, I'll leave it alone. Yeah. Honestly, no, I think that yeah, that's you, enough already. You wouldn't blame if you wanted to pack it in or take. I had this idea that you take Montenegrin citizenship and turn out for them tomorrow night. <laughs> Quick, off to the embassy. Yeah, it might. I think that might be FIFA. Well, they are quite flexible, FIFA. If there's something in it for them, you never know. And uh, I've always been fascinated by the hair of deposed Bolivian leader Evo Morales. Wow, how often have I said that, Andy, <laughs> over the years? I've got a song. His hair is a hat. His hair is a hat. Evo Morales, his hair is a hat. Is it really? It is. I've never, I've never seen it. In what way is it a hat? In what sense is it a hat? It looks like a hat. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> Made could out do of a, hair. Could do a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> than that one, like it's like a peak cap. No, it's sort of. Has he got a, like I'd a quiff? Say more um, a beanie, a beanie made out of hair. Okay, well I'll look him up. <laughs> look Andy. him up. I would have think you've caught most of the talk sport <laughs> listeners out. If you're going to do observational material, at least hand out a leaflet. I know, or I just put a picture up on I, social I, media. I, know, I should have done really. Yeah. And uh, John Burke has signed a big new book deal. Have you seen that? The uh, ex-speaker. Oh, yeah. I do hope it contains a handy guide on how to get free tickets for Wimbledon. Well, yeah. I think you would like that. What's this fella called? Uh, Evo Morales. Evo Morales. Okay, let's have a look at uh, his barnet. Uh, oh, blimey, yeah. His hair is a hat. Yeah, I know what you mean now. Yeah, like his hair is a hat. It's like no, a busby. It. It's, like a, it's like a small busby, isn't it, that the Coldstream guards would wear. Why not? It's, uh, it's an yeah. interesting look. It's, right. It'd be great if he was a football manager. Yeah, go and check it out. It's a, it's a tremendous... It's a bit of a Richard Maidley situation. <laughs> kind of. Over the years. Yeah. Or he, John does look like, he does look like a... He looks like one of these blokes who gets parachuted in at the last minute <laughs> to take on one of the nations in the African Cup of Nations. <laughs> a kind of long... You know, one of the, one of the minor African nations <laughs> yeah. sack their manager with 20 minutes before the first game. <laughs> and this bloke, this Bolivian coach, who did, they save him from the Bolivian second division... <laughs> And he's parachuted in a bloke you've never heard of. Well, and he gets Morales. into the semi-final. He's, he's got that look about him, he isn't he? He a bit. Yeah. Uh, Quite a detailed, that, wasn't yeah, it? Well, there's a survey that Brits lose their temper three times a week, oh, yeah. but calm down after 35 minutes. So basically, right. Gareth should have just waited 35 minutes would have been fine. Yeah, yeah, he could have. You're about three times an hour most of the time, aren't <laughs> you, really? Not really. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. We turn now to um, running and then some. Uh, 196 uh, marathons, uh, one in every country in the world that has a marathon. And uh, Nick Butter joins us once again. Good to see you, Nick. How are you? I'm very good. I'm, I'm exhausted. Yeah, I would imagine you, you look are. well. Thanks. I know everyone says that, and I, don't, I really don't feel it. I it's feel like tan, I need about three why. months to lie down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The tanning will help. So tell us how you kind of t took this challenge on then. 
one foot in front of the other. Yeah, no, no, it's, yeah. it's the only way, isn't no, it? No, I, um, <laughs> I was inspired uh, by a brilliant guy called Kevin Weber. Uh, I was running out with him in um, in the race MDS, Marathon de Saab, in the Sahara yeah. Desert. Um, really great race. And he and I got chatting, and he was one of these incredibly smiley people. Um, and then he dropped this bombshell on me that he has terminal prostate cancer. Knew nothing about it at the time. Uh, and I thought, you know what? This man's this man's means business. He's smiling. He's happy. What's the connection there? Why is he so happy? He's been told he's going to die. And then he kind of taught me all of these messages, and, and he ultimately inspired me to to create this trip to try and raise some money for Prostate Cancer UK. Um, and everybody can donate right now on the Just Giving page, justgiving.com forward slash running the world. And I decided to do something that nobody had ever done before, run a marathon in, in every single country in the world. How did you train for this? I mean, other than just run, I suppose, that's all you can do. <laughs> yeah. Rack uh, up the miles. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, time on feet. Try and get as much time on your feet as you can, do the mileage. I was a runner, obviously, already, because I was re racing, and um, my distance is... is is over marathon distance so being able to do three or four marathons back to back but but this was very different because actually it's the travel and the logistics and you know being on a plane it's just full of germs and so yeah, trying to keep yourself mm. healthy and fit and not be shot at and not you know all this kind of stuff which happens every country in the world is is not particularly safe in some places were these uh, <clears throat> established marathons in different countries or did you just run the marathon distance yeah we took a decision at the beginning to try and avoid not avoid but mm. to not prioritize organized events because right. a couple of reasons a because i've done a load i've done nearly 600 yeah um and so i thought i don't really want to do it and also i i'd have to get there a day early to pick up my bib and then that, that was going to add a nine months to my journey wow and i thought you know what no i'm not going to do that because somebody can come along and break my record if they want so it was basically three marathons a week two and two and a half a week on average sometimes it was five sometimes it was back to back and sometimes it was just the just the one does it ever get any easier when you're doing those kind of distances? Do you ever think, oh, I'm, I'm right in the zone now, halfway through my third marathon of the week? You know what? It does. Really? Um, yeah, and it's, it was the middle stage. I remember I had my, my second phase of Africa because we alternated uh, Africa and Europe. And um, I was... I, I found it so much easier because your body's just used to it. And then as you have three or four days off and then it's really tough to come back to it because mm. your body's so so tired. But, yeah. What about planning the routes? I presume you had to do that to pick the 26 miles, 385 yards, whatever it is, yeah. every time. That must have taken a bit of doing as well, a bit of planning. Yeah, the actual routes, I didn't do any planning. Um, it well, you was... just <laughs> set out, good morning, here I am, I'm going to run 26 miles. Was... How did you know you'd run 26 yeah. miles? you got your GPS on your watch, oh, and you, yeah. then, you, you do a little bit of a recce. Um, and at the beginning, it, that was the plan, just go out and run and get the job done. Because it's such you know so quick, mm. you land at midnight, you're up at five in the morning, you run, you pack your bag, you leave the next day. You know, for two years, it's full on. Yeah. But sometimes I had... Uh, I have people to run with and they'll organize it for me i had a brilliant tour guide in israel like what six seven days ago mm. um and he knew everything and so he toured me around with a, a group of 10 people and and they measured the distance too and yeah i have to get witnesses for guinness world records and all sorts of stuff mm. but, but yeah um must have made some good friends around the world doing this i would think i did i did meet some great friends yeah. I've, I, one of my favorite stats of the whole journey is i've added 2411 contacts to my phone <laughs> yeah. people that 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 I have genuine <laughs> people from all over the world that want to keep in contact with me. And I tell you what, just talking about um, Prostate Cancer UK, I've had six emails, uh, these specific six emails that have come back from me because I've talked to taxi drivers, air hostesses, mm. whatever. Mm. And these people have come back to me and said, after our chat with you, my chat with you, 
I went and got checked for prostate cancer and I had prostate cancer. Wow. You know, and so it isn't just about raising the money, it's about talking about it because I think everybody knows that there's a big stigma about talking about prostate cancer mm. and there shouldn't be. And yeah. so all of these people hopefully will now go and tell other people and eventually we'll, we'll stop those, those men dying. Have you been for a run since you got back? Um, no, because... I've, you've been keeping me busy, you guys. Media has been too busy. Yeah. Literally haven't had any sleep. I've do, just been back to Do you have tonight. to detrain? You know that thing where you have to sleep? Yeah, of, yeah, kind of decompress a bit. Yeah. Mentally. Mentally, okay. absolutely. Um, I think it hasn't happened yet. I haven't really got to that point because it's still in a, in a flurry. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Do, you, do you listen? Do you want to take everything in or do you listen to something when you're running? Music? Books? Uh, what do you do? Books is what I don't really do music because right. after you, you know, once you've had five or six hours of running kind of your music's done I, yeah. I, I like to listen to speaking and I like to listen to to books loads of books I think I've got through 90 something books in the two years but I didn't <laughs> wow. read a single word which is quite <laughs> yeah, good um, yeah books is good kind of zone out but then other times it's constant chatting to, to people I had a thousand people I ran thousand kids I ran with in El Salvador wow. so there's no books on that run yeah so, so where were some of the best yeah. memorable places when you look back where the sort of top five and for, and for what reason you oh, mentioned well. the kids in El Salvador to, to be honest the, the reason the whole trip can be encapsulated with the word people like yeah. people are, are, what, are what make this journey amazing um, and I hope yeah I, I hope those people will be inspired by what I've done um, so I ran around an erupting volcano in Guatemala, mm. which is pretty pretty cool. Obviously, doing the usual swimming with turtles, dolphins, sharks, etc. Um, uh, and I guess some of the low lights, because there's a few of them. Yeah. Um, I was attacked and bitten by dogs, which wasn't very nice, and I had to go for some some jabs. I got mugged. Where was that? Which, which country was that? Um, that was Tunisia. Okay. Tunisia. Um, mugged yeah. at knife point. Mugged at knife point. Nigeria, Lagos Market. Got hit, hit by a car, broken elbow, oh 22 goodness. marathons with food poisoning, uh, had kidney infection for three weeks. <laughs> um, wow. Lots of, yeah. You are an Iron Man, aren't it's, you? It's incredible. I, I, I think I'm just a bit of a silly, silly person more than anything. Yeah, it, yeah. You need get, to get something else. It and, um, <laughs> no, it's good, man. And, and this whole thing is is, is obviously to, to, to raise some money. You, for man, you must have yeah. raised quite a lot of money. I know and, you want to raise more, but you must have done pretty well already. And you, you mentioned uh, your friend Kevin earlier on, and mm. uh, you ran alongside him in, in Athens, oh, didn't I you? I know. I'm so pleased you mentioned that. It was such a great feeling. You know, when, I, when I mentioned to Kev, after a few weeks of meeting him, I said, I'm going to do something <clears throat> silly to raise some money. Mm. Um, and then he said, you know what, once you come back from that trip, because I mentioned what I was doing, and he said, I'll, I'll try and promise to be there at the finish. Um, and I said, can you make that promise? And he said, actually, the reality is no, I, I will probably be dead. And that's the sad reality of prostate cancer. Um, and, and amazingly, he was there. So he was diagnosed and he was told he would live for potentially only two years. And he's now in five years and six days since wow. his diagnosis, which is incredible. Yeah, brilliant. And I just, I, I, honestly, I'm so desperate to get people out there to get checked. So any man that is over 50 needs to go and get themselves checked. Mm. Doesn't matter if you have symptoms or not. And also, if you're not a man or over 50, the chances are you know somebody that is. So <laughs> go out there and get it done. Um, and donate, please. Pretty please, because I really want to hit this, this this target. Yeah, where are you at at the moment? So on Just, mm. just Giving, we're coming up to 75 grand, um, but we've had a few offline. So I think we're just under 100 with, with everything. But right. we're trying to get to 250, and so we're still a way off. Um, so just a pound, 50p, it's justgiving.com forward slash uh, running the world or on my Instagram actually because you can see all of the photos and the videos which is um, Nick Butter Run Nick Butter Run did you, you, I just want to know, did yeah. you go from country to country or did you go sort of El Salvador back to Britain then on to somewhere else? How, how did you do this? Country to country, yeah. Well, so yeah. I was on the road for two for two years or 22 months, um, but I had to pop back to the UK occasionally because I had to pick up a new passport. Right, I'd yeah. gone through 10. 
Wow. <laughs> two years. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and extremes of weather as well, I'm reading here. Which Cra- crazy weather, plus 60 in Q8, yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, and the coldest you ran in? Minus 25, which was my first one, a shock in Toronto, Canada. <laughs> wow, wait. Yeah, that was snowy. Presumably easier <laughs> running in the cold than in the heat. I actually, I know I'm a, I don't like being cold. Um, I think most people would say that. Um, mm. But no, I much like I much prefer to run in the heat. And it's a lucky thing, because I tell you what, I've learned that the rest of the world is blooming hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got more plans to do stuff. I have. Well, so the immediate thing is to get the book out. I will say the book is ar- available to pre-order now um, uh, on Waterstones and Amazon, running the world. Um, but also, I'm doing a big speaking tour next year. Oh, okay, I, wanna, I basically want to get kids in the same mindset as, as how Kevin taught me, is mm. that, you know, yes, education is important and degrees, etc., and jobs, but also just try and enjoy yourself and see the world. So I'm touring around a couple of hundred venues in the UK and Europe. Um, and if anybody wants to have me along to speak, um, I don't mind giving my email out. It's nick at nickbutter.co.uk, nick at nickbutter.co.uk. Um, and I've got loads of souvenirs. I have three big A0 boards full of my luggage tags and my, my parents are currently right now as we speak actually pinning them to the board <laughs> uh, going through my literally wardrobes full of uh, souvenirs over the last couple of years so yeah it, I'm, I'm hoping that, that kids will enjoy that Brilliant, brilliant. Nick, lovely to see you again, well done Congratulations, Congratulations so much. and, and keep thing. in touch come and see us again. I will do. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. 
Making a welcome return to the studio is uh, comedian Simon Brodkin. Good afternoon, Simon. Good afternoon, both of you. How good, are you doing? Yeah, good yeah, to see good. you. Yeah, yeah. You're in with you. Say so you were in the other week on on breakfast, weren't you? You said you did a stint with Alan. If Talksport asked me to do something, I will be here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you should have showered Alan with fake money, like you do with Seth Blatter. <laughs> what did he make of your pranks, Alan? Is he? I think he, he was a bit confused them? by the whole thing. Really? Uh, no, no, no. He was he was good. He was supportive. I think he uh, thought I was a bit of a lunatic. Um, <laughs> But then, then got it and appreciated it, and um, was encouraging to keep it going. All oh, right. I mean, because you are touring at the moment uh, as yourself, one hundred percent Simon Brodkin. So you're not, you no, know, no Lee Nelson, no, no Jason Bent. It's just you. So is the plan still to kind of do that stuff, to do the kind of stuff you did with Sep and others, the kind of pranks? So do you still want to keep those going? Once a prank, always a pranker. Yeah, as you, people at my you, school used to pranking. say. That was me, isn't it? Well, the first, the pranks were kind of... Um, they kicked off, really, as Lee with um, the DVD launch yeah. in HMV, nicking my own DVD, and then Real Coppers <laughs> got involved. I'm like, I can't, you can't arrest me if it's my own DVD, officer. <laughs> um, and then it moved into sort of some Jason stuff, joining the players on the pitch, uh, you know, the City players. Going, yeah, oh, don't, me and my agent told me I'd sign for the club, what's going on? And I think a few of the squad were like, we probably, they, they have just got someone, you know, people are coming in every yeah. week. So well, what, so you might have got away with it? Well, you've got a bit more of a turnover of players. Yes, that exactly. might have worked. Well, I still think I should have gone to Brazil with the Roy Hodgson squad, to be honest. Yeah, you were already That was, I think that was the funny. recognition because people had seen, you could see some of the England boys when you were standing there in your suit waiting to get on the plane. They knew you were and they they, they weren't prepared to say anything. They were well, quite, that, they were, let's see if I would go before anybody <laughs> found out. Let's give them 20 minutes and see if we can improve. <laughs> no, but the, the, that was one where I went along and I was in, um, I was, I was, in, in, in the suit, um, yeah. thanks to MS, um, who made the it the official really England look, suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll have one of them, yeah, uh, <laughs> and I'll have an official England haircut and official England, you know. So I went along and, and no one noticed me. So I was there about to board the plane. I'm like, well, this is this. Is, I, I don't want to actually go yeah, to how Brazil. How far would you have gone? Because, oh, <laughs> the semi final. <laughs> and I was like, I was about to board this plane and go, but hang on, if I'm on the plane and that's when I go. It's a joke, lads. I mean, yeah. what, what? How? Yeah. Really? I've just got what they're going to tie me to the to the seat. Well, they, the seat well, they probably would have had an emergency stop somewhere, and it would have got quite expensive <laughs> for you. So, yeah. you do weigh those up when they when they when you're in the moment like that. Obviously, you're thinking, are you? Is the adrenaline must be pumping, mustn't it? Adre adrenaline's going, but you're thinking, can I do it? And there's so many things that cross your mind. That's when people ask me, I do the like the Donald Trump stuff. Were you worried about being shot? Well, in hindsight, yes. But at the time, you're just thinking, can I do this? Am I going to be able to? Do do it um and um and, and then afterwards you go oh that was probably a bit stupid wasn't it yeah do you, and the show do you talk about these in, in so your yes, show the show the stand-up show yeah, which yeah, is yeah. me not doing characters and not doing stunts i'm not stunting the people in the theater okay. in case go, i'm not fooling for this i buy a ticket turn up he's not going to be there not doing, <laughs> he's doing what no so the show is me out of character doing stand-up and i took it to Edinburgh festival that went down a treat there and then this is the show is me talking about the world and talking about my take on things as stand-ups do and one of the things that i do talk about is one of the stunts actually the donald trump stunt yeah. not because I want it to be like an evening with you know let me tell you about the time I evaded seven different layers of security <laughs> but it is because a it's funny story you know with the with the the, the Scottish police swooping in and, and Donald Trump you know he's basically the, 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 he was he was 
he was before the US elections and he came to Scotland to sort of carry on his campaign and, yeah. um, and open up a golf course as you do yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I interrupted and, and you look check out on YouTube as to what you I did you can see what he did and, yeah, yeah. Um, golf Scottish, ball related golf ball related the, mm. the Scottish police swooped in and, 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 and arrested me and cuffed me and they chucked me in the back of a van I sat there pretty scared for about an hour until this big burly armed officer pulls open the van door and says use me are very very funny <laughs> and, 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 and it went on from there and I talk about that but A it's funny and B people are quite interested in it also because out of it came this torrent of hate from the Trump supporting KKK Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's and that and that is interesting. That's genuinely, you know, wow. what happened after well, that. What's and the one that people when they see you, so yeah. they they ask you about the pranks. Which yeah. is the one they come back to? What's the the one they remember most? Um, well, funnily enough, Theresa May never mentioned that one to me at all. No, she's, I was she's, like, what? She's, she's, that not, when you, <laughs> surely that one's your favourite, Theresa. <laughs> no, uh, it depends. So I think sports fans will always love the Set Blatter one. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're interested in um, Labour supporters, will always love the uh, Sir Philip Green one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keeping it real. Yeah. <laughs> Doing one the thing the about people. the Set Blatter uh, one was it was so kind of prescient, and you kind of knew well, the moment you did it, everybody said the same thing that this, this is going to be the defining image of the set Blatter years, that shot we always see of the money yeah, kind of floating around. Yes, yes, yes. It's right. become this it's kind of image. stock It's a good picture, shot. isn't it? I mean, it's, you know, you've, it's part of history, Simon. Now, well, I'm not dead yet, people. <laughs> <laughs> Simon Brodkin, history. Yeah. No, it, well, it was a fun moment. Um, and afterwards, of course, well, first of all, him looking at all the money was, all, you know, that's yeah. obviously tempting to grab stuff out the air, like like on the Crystal Maze. They were like, yeah. uh, um, and, and then he afterwards just looked at all this money with the FIFA backdrop and had the brilliance of saying we have to stop this conference this has nothing to do with football <laughs> yeah well you say we, that exactly yeah. 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 everything and, to do with it um, yeah. and then we both chucked out the room like yeah. two little naughty kids and, and uh, had a bit of banter with Sepp afterwards where he was like you should be ashamed of yourself yeah. and I'm like dude if one of us here should be ashamed of us <laughs> we, we share something in common looking at your press release because uh, you uh, it says then during the show you take you take us from your childhood growing up yeah. on the mean streets of Hampstead Gardens oh yes that's I grew up on the mean Did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was Mate, tough. There's very few survivors, so good to see someone who's made it through. Hampstead Garden Suburb, people don't know, it is middle class. It's sort of very ask a kid there, what's four class. times four? They will say Range Rover. This is <laughs> what, what we are dealing with. Yeah, it's, uh, and Andy once, we went out with uh, Frank Skinner, who was in earlier this week, actually, and uh, Andy was driving, which is a fairly hellish experience it's on its own. Really. But Frank, That's because he's so, so used to having booster. to speed through the streets of Hampstead Garden yeah, Suburb yeah. before you that's right, I was frightened. And then he said, oh, that's my old house. And we, um, I mean, Frank went, wow, really? <laughs> Blimey, so well, apparently yeah. had pillars and everything. See? It was a sensation. <laughs> yes. Really? Lions? Yes. So you, you, things have gone worse. Money. Oh, yeah, it was money. Something went badly wrong. I've been I don't, working I don't my way downwards ever since. <laughs> I don't know if this is a talk sport secret, but he sleeps in the studio. I don't know. Yeah, if he does. does. Yeah, he sleeps true, under yeah. that desk. Yeah. It's a bit embarrassing when they come and do sports bar at 10 o'clock at night. Alan has to come in and kick him. Wake up, Jacobs. Wake up. Get up. Go and get a wash. That's incredible. So, but this is you as yourself 
yeah. tell him sort of kind of laid bare is, was that difficult at first it totally difficult at first my whole time on stage has been in character so yeah. just stepping out of that was it's hard, hard yeah. at first it was hard than any stunt I've done just going well, got to be me yeah. <laughs> you know how's that yeah. work and of course as a stand up the whole point is you make it look easy you know no one wants to watch a stand up going bloody hell this is difficult yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's making this look as hard as it is here so it, it, it's it's getting relaxed and comfortable as oneself and that is this pro and I guess look all the best stand ups and to be a good stand up takes you know it, it's an it's I've there's this perfect amalgam of being comfortable in yourself and what you say reflects yeah. who you are and yada 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 so basically it was hard especially with banter because Lee is harsh he's caustic if yeah, someone yeah, comes yeah. back mm. if someone fires back something at you then you know Lee goes in hard and everyone loves that but then there's this understanding with the audience that I didn't quite understand at first few gigs. I was tearing into people and people go, oh, you can't say that. And yeah, I was right. like, but I have been for 10 years yeah, and everyone's yeah. loving it. But, but, but That's because, interesting. You're because it's not you real, the character, yeah, there's a sort of yeah. a, a contract with the audience where they go, you can get away with so much more. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, yeah. and so, yeah, f forgive me for the few um, people who I grossly offended in those first six gigs. <laughs> so tomorrow night, you're at the Leicester Square Theatre in London. Um, no, it's Friday night. Friday, Friday, Friday night. Don't, yeah. You can come tomorrow. There will be queues, yeah. but that's pushing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Get there so, early. Sleep outside. <laughs> bring a sleeping bag. Obviously, yeah. Andy will be there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will, yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, <laughs> yes, yeah, Friday night. It's Leicester Square Theatre. It is the first day of my Monster UK tour as myself, called 100% Simon Brodkin and there's the proper tour out of London starts off in um, in February and simonbrodkin.com yeah. and all the dates and the tickets there it's, 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 it's exciting for me brilliant okay Simon so lovely to see you nice uh, to see you guys we'll catch up with you soon thanks very much uh, Simon Charlie the cabbie's asking was Vanessa Feltz your neighbour in Hampstead Garden suburb Andy uh, and not that I'm aware of she uh, may well have been Simon you was she with you the, was she the, was, the, 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 the houses next door are so far away one doesn't know who oh of course you don't know if like, I, I don't know was there anyone living next door to me it's <laughs> 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 Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. You may have seen the uh, fine system instigated by Frank Lampard. Yeah, yeah. It's all over the place. I think it's perfectly acceptable, but then... Yeah, I think, I I think most football clubs uh, have them, don't yeah, they? Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've instigated a similar system here at uh, TalkSport and uh, I've just picked up seven and a half grand from our producer, Jamie, for being half an hour... He's not listening to this. For being half an hour late on Monday. Oh, OK. <laughs> I had to give him the notes on the phone. Yeah, I'm, because, I mean... In the street I doubt I was if, walking. I doubt if Frank Lampard... Lampard actually cares whether your trains are delayed or not. No, I suppose that's true. The players have the players have got no excuse. Yeah, they, really? well, they're expected there to, be an excuse, if there's really. bad traffic, you're expected to. <laughs> Did you see that the during that the the the, the per mm. minute fine for being late is yeah. is quite hefty. That's how I racked it? up seven and a half. Grand yeah, that's for right. Jamie. Late for team meetings, five hundred pounds. Per minute. <laughs> yeah. What about that? Not bad. Yeah, pretty, pretty decent. Yeah. Now, some very exciting... You'd uh, have a problem, wouldn't you? A phone ringing during team meeting or meal. You're thinking, oh, actually, it's not been going off as much these days. No, no. It's, you it, found the old... It's um, the opposite. It's always on silent. You found the, a a you found the volume. Disaster. Okay, yeah. no problem. Uh, now, uh, we have this... Oh, yes. A new a reader's offer today. I'm so excited about this. Yeah. It's the uh, Farrah Trousers, only £19.99. Top quality tailor, but the, this is... How the you Farrah, is it spelled in... No, it, no, it's trademark, F-A-R-A-H. It's, it's a proper, proper Farrah trouser, sir. But the, the great news is the new waist sizes. 
50 to 64. Wow. <laughs> 64. Fantastic. 64. Yeah, wow. Well, 64 you know. is. That is actually double. I mean, I'm quite a big I mean, just in terms, in terms of the amount of material, that's incredibly good value for money, isn't that's it? Yeah, you, know? you should pay more well, for you pay 64. yardage once you go well, over you a should, certain size. You should do, really. It's a bit stoutish, that, Andy, but Well, we I don't know. Yeah, um, right. but anyway, that's a, that does certainly make uh, a, a bargain, doesn't yeah, very, it? Yeah. Very much so, yeah, tremendous. Yeah. Have tremendous you seen this? Um, mm. The milk round is on its way back. More people are using the old milky. People are buying cassettes. Oh, They're using the milkman. It can't be long before yeah. we go back to a three-day week, can it, surely? Well. <laughs> and um, this is a company called Starship, a technology yeah. startup. They're based in London, mm. and they have uh, this week launched the world's first robotic milk round. Uh, they're doing oh, it really? Milton Keynes. Obviously, they've a got robot. a Milton Yeah. Um, and uh, six-wheeled electric-powered robots can operate within a four-mile radius and travel around ten miles before recharging. I know what you're going to ask. Though. Well, this is the thing. You can't go out to a robot and say, do you do eggs, mate? <laughs> do you do orange juice? You got any orange juice? <laughs> you can't do that with a... Ridiculous. And it's not the same. Can the robot whistle? Because no. uh, the old Milky was always yeah, great at whistling. Whistle, that was the thing. You'd wake true, really. up to, yeah, yeah. and there was no determinate song. It would be an amalgam of three or four <laughs> classics. That's true. Uh, that they would whistle, and they'd often be quite tuneful whistlers. I often wondered yeah. if the people at Unigate insisted they went through some kind mm. of whistling masterclass before <laughs> they got the gig. Now, I don't know if you're thinking of moving. By the way, um, before Simon Brodkin left, the Andy and Simon were comparing the roads they lived <laughs> oh, on in in Hampstead, and Simon said his road, and Andy went, "Oh yeah, yeah, you're and, a class warrior. That's why you're doing this." And he said, "What about you?" And Andy said the road he lived on, and Simon went, "Whoa!" <laughs> Just as me and Frank Skinner did, yeah, honestly, like know. a castle. He's probably know, owned by well, the you know, Sultan of Brunei now. I did that hit guy. straightened circumstances when I was about 26. It, it changed my life. It was, yeah. a, it was actually the best Magwitch thing ever. Magwitch turned it around for you, didn't he? <laughs> it was the best that's, thing that ever yeah. happened to me, really. Yeah, that's true. But there you go. Mm. Uh, that's a whole other story. I'll save that for the book. What book? <laughs> your book. <laughs> Who's going to ghost that? Mike Parry. I want Mike Parry to write your autobiography. I first met Andy Jacobs. Andy Jacobs. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I cannot remember. I may have had a glass of wine. It would be great, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. I remember saying to him, yes, yeah, so it's not about you, Mike, is it's about me, but don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Mike. Now, uh, as I say, I don't know if you're thinking of moving at any point in mm. the next nine months or so. No. But the best time to sell a house is 1.51pm on a sunny Wednesday in March. Isn't that a bit specific? <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't Oh, it's 1.52, I'm done. Oh, well, yeah, I can't. That's, we're never going to shift it now. <laughs> and, and the clouds have just come over. Where'd that come from? That's ridiculous, pointless mm. research, isn't it? Privilege insurance. The good people from there, they said, uh, a study found sellers buy flowers, turn up the heating, get rid of pets and bake bread to entice buyers. Okay. Which would be a miracle because I don't know how to bake bread, so I don't think I'll be doing that. But there you go. But I'm not even thinking of moving. Okay. So, uh, and uh, that was that. What else have I got here? Oh, yes, I didn't really understand this, actually. This, this, I love John Etheridge. He's a great writer and he's a wonderful Cricket writer for the cricket Sun. Cricket writer for the Sun. But I think sometimes this, this expression is used, but it doesn't really work in this case. He says, Dom Sibley did exactly and superbly what it says on his tin. As he scored a century, he hasn't got a tin. He's not Ron Seal Sibley, Dom Seal Sibley. I think people yeah, have forgotten what that expression st means. He stretched it, hasn't he? He's slightly stretched. He does exactly what he says on his tin. I mean, I, I'm with you, Andy, on this. I'm not not really the kind of that pedantic on things. But what, what are you doing, John? For goodness' sake, no on his tin. Well, he's in New Zealand, he, he can't really hear can't us. It'll get back to him, though. And six and a half thousand people still have 
black and white TV. So I was thinking, do they only receive old programmes? Like they get old Match of the Day on Saturday night with Kenneth Wollstone. I've no yeah. idea. It's a strange idea, that, isn't it? I suppose it's the licence is cheaper. And uh, Arsene Wenger's back in work. Oh, I thought you can say Arsene Wenger's got a black and white TV. Yeah, he probably has. <laughs> he loves watching the old matches. <laughs> He's been yeah. unveiled today, and this may not be breaking news, but I'll bring it to you anyway. Uh, oh, yeah. He's FIFA's new chief of global football development. Is he? Yeah. That's it, actually a good thing. Yeah, that's, well, that's right. That's a good job for him. Um, there's a picture of him with Infantino, all smiles. Wenger will, is it ambassadorial? or is it, no, no, it says he'll be chiefly responsible for overseeing and driving the growth and development of the sport for both men and women around the world. You're racking up there. Sounds like a good gig, that, isn't yeah, it, really? Nice gig, he yeah. will also be the leading authority on technical matters, both as a member of the football and technical advisory mm. panels uh, involved in the IFAB's reviews. We'll go and have a word with David Ellery, Arson, and sort that out. Um, well, yeah. that's what it needs. I mean, definitely somebody like So there we are. Uh, he's very excited. Uh, he said, I'm very much looking forward to the extremely important challenge. And Infantino said his profound knowledge and passion for the different aspects of the game sets him apart as one of the most respected personalities in football. So there's no reason to think that he cannot do a football management job, but that sounds like a pretty all-encompassing role. Hmm. So, uh, you know, there we are. Uh, Arsene Wenger back in work, courtesy of FIFA. That's got to be good news. Hmm. Uh, anything else? Uh, not really. That's it, really. You've, you've, you've well, kind of, you're scraping you know, the barrel. Your wife it? threw away your, your barrel scrapings, didn't she, the <laughs> she other day, did. actually? She threw away some of... She's got an eye for gags that don't work, clearly, <laughs> in a way that you haven't. She looked at him and thought, he's not doing that on the radio, I'm going to burn it. But I was fascinated by this, because you're a man who absolutely... I'd say... I'd almost say obsessed with the weather. You, you are. <laughs> you like to know what the weather's going to be. You'll say to me at times, in the past month, you've said to me things like, it's going to be raining in 13 minutes. Well, it's only because I've got this app, which kind of gives you far too much information. Yeah. I know. But this, I don't think this is as good as your app, but apparently joint pain really can help people forecast the weather. Yeah. So apparently not as accurate as yours. What I can tell you is where we're currently sitting, there will be no precipitation for 120 minutes. <laughs> oh, good. So that's got to be good news all round, doesn't it? Well, if you're in, we're on our way, aren't we, after the show? We so, are yeah. after sunny Manchester. Uh, don't we, yeah, live from Manchester Cold tomorrow. Manchester, I checked myself. Yeah, it's looking a bit chilly up uh, uh, up there. But, uh, yeah, we're going to be at the National Football Museum. We're going to be having a good look round. Um, Andy, sorry, this comes in from one of the listeners. As somebody who used to buy a size 64 trousers, you do have to pay more. I used to get my suits made in Hong Kong and the tailor would give me a price. I'd ask for a discount and he'd uh, look me up and down disparagingly and say no. Wow. Thank you for that one. Um, so we've got Tim Vickery coming in shortly. Oh, that that uh, is a big trouser, a 64. Yeah, it's great. I, I do like the word trouser singular because it's only used by people like you that are in the menswear That's trade. Right. That's a lovely trouser, that there. So when you try them on, what are you, 32 waist and yeah, all that sort of like thing? That, yeah. Brilliant, yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We're live tomorrow from the National Football Museum in Manchester. Lots of special guests. We'll be having a good look around the exhibition too, ahead of England's 1,000th game. Until then, uh, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.